Welcome back to Passion Reflex. I am your host, Demi D, and today we are defining what free time is and if it could be something you are already utilizing. I want to start off by saying thank you so much for tuning into my last episode titled, What Happens When We Cry? If y'all enjoyed that, I appreciate it because I know it was a very emotional episode and it is something that I hold close to me because it does have to do a lot with personal experience that I have gone through. If you're new to this podcast, I also appreciate you listening as well. Today, we are opening up about the positive benefits of having and utilizing your free time. On the freedictionary.com website, free time is defined as time available for hobbies and other activities you enjoy. With that being said, we are, for the most part, in charge of how we spend that time. If you are a fan of watching TV on your downtime or my guilty pleasure, which is YouTube, I found this post on wonderopolis.org where they go over the negative effects of watching too much TV, such as overstimulating the brain. For infants, it can alter their brain development and can negatively change social behaviors unless these shows are educational. These studies had to do with what happened when we overindulge watching TV. It wasn't necessarily something that just happens all the time when we watch one YouTube video or one episode on TV. So what I found really interesting was just kind of figuring out the balance in between stimulating our brains versus overstimulating our brains. And one reason why we like to stimulate our brains is so we aren't bored. It's a very natural response that we have when we're doing something, even just waiting around, sitting around, doing something that isn't stimulating our brain, that's usually when our brain is throwing a red flag that it is bored. Psychologytoday.com has an article titled Eight Reasons Why We Get Bored. This is really interesting to me because it is really just me trying to dig in deep to try to find the balance between stimulating the brain and overstimulating the brain. Boredom is generally viewed as an unpleasant emotional state in which the individual feels a persuasive lack of interest in and difficulty concentrating on the current activity is what this article says. It also says boredom is a universal experience. Almost everyone suffers. And when we think of boredom, we don't think of automatically like, yeah, let's like get into some trouble. But I do remember... After I read this quote on the article saying that boredom is the root of all evil, I remember how much trouble and how much I would just put on my parents when I was younger, middle school, high school, where I was bored and therefore I would just do things that I normally wouldn't have done if I would have had things aligned for me in the day. So... It explains how it is such a motivating force that boredom basically forces people to do all kinds of things to ease the pain and compulsive gambling, addiction, alcoholism. Here are the main eight reasons for boredom that they listed. One is monotony in the mind. Any experience that is predictable and repetitive becomes boring. In general, too much of the same thing and too little stimulation can cause in its victim an absence of desire and feeling entrapment. Now, when I was thinking about this, I did remember how one of my first jobs or 
my first job was at a pizza place. Not going to shout out the name because there's no shade with it. It was just me, 100%. But when it came down to it, maybe two to three weeks in getting the job, it was so repetitive that it didn't stimulate my brain at all. And I felt very bored. And it wasn't something that I truly understood at the time. I was like, oh my gosh, I must be lazy because I don't want to be here. I'm so bored. Like, I don't want to work. But it really wasn't that. It was just the fact that I wanted, without knowing it, to look for a job that just was more fun, more stimulating to the brain. And therefore, after that, that's when I had started my second job, which was in sales, which I still love to this day. The second one was lack of flow. Flow is a state of total immersion in a task that is challenging, yet closely matched to one's abilities. In terms of what happens when this happens, like when we are in the zone, it basically is because we have a good flow. What it's saying is it's challenging, but it's close to what you're able to do anyways. So it's not easy, but at the same time, it has its difficulties that challenges you to just want to keep doing it and or hitting that goal, whatever that challenge is. It also says in terms of flows, it occurs when a person's skills match a level of challenge presented by the environment and when a task includes clear goals and immediate feedback. Tasks that are too easy are boring. I 100% agree with this and again when I was growing up I did enjoy the thought of doing things that were easy and I didn't push myself to try to like be my best and like try to be better and better and better and better um, until recently. So that was very clear to me where I totally related when it came down to just finding something, whether it's for career, whether it's just our day-to-day life, trying to do things that aren't so easy and just having a little bit of that challenge helps us and entices us to continue doing that and or moving on forward and doing even harder things and gaining those skills like that. I thought it was really interesting too. The third one is need for novelty. People with a strong need for novelty are at risk of boredom. These sensation seekers, such as skydivers, are likely to find boredom. These sensation seekers are likely to find that the world moves too slowly. The need for external stimulation may explain why extroverts tend to be particularly prone to boredom. That is something that I can say as a procrastinator, I do have tons of fault when it came comes to this. I feel like I'm not as risque as like do being a skydiver. I've never done that. But when it comes to just doing things that aren't necessarily something I'm familiar with, I enjoy the thought of learning and I enjoy just being in a new environment all the time. I don't like to feel like I'm just stuck in the same environment doing the same thing all the time. It makes a big difference on how much fun I, I'm having, how great I feel doing something and being places that I haven't been before. So that also relates to me as well. Number five is emotional awareness. This is just basically describing how it's not 
easy to understand what is going to make you happy when you aren't necessarily able to describe how you are feeling. Number six is inner amusement skills. Individuals lacking the inner resources to deal with boredom constructively will rely on external stimulation. In the absence of inner amusement skills, the external world will always fail to provide enough excitement and novelty. This is really interesting because I feel like sometimes when I have free time, it is usually because I'm like, you know, I have this free time, but I want to watch YouTube because it's just more exciting than my life. It's just more fun. And one thing that is important to remember is how easy it is to imply what kind of vibe you want to have in it's not easy to to do it um on YouTube. I'm not going to say that that is an easy thing to do is make YouTube videos, but what I am saying is in terms of uh watching YouTube, it's an easy way that you can click on there and kind of just amuse yourself. And I 100% am guilty when it comes to sometimes relying on that instead of being like, oh, I'm going to draw a funny picture or I'm going to paint or, you know, things like that, um, that are very amusing. Usually I like to do in groups and it is a really weird way to put it, but I do enjoy doing some things like watching YouTube alone um or if it's like funny or interesting to someone I'm around of course they can definitely watch it with me but I do use it as a tool to amuse myself so that is a very good way to put it when it comes to just relying on external stimulation to kind of get that gratification as well um and then Number eight is the role of culture. In many ways, boredom is a modern luxury. Boredom was literally non-existent until the late 18th century. It came into being as the Enlightenment was giving away, was giving way to the Industrial Revolution early in human history when our ancestors had to spend most of their days securing food and shelter. Boredom was not an option. That, to me, spoke volumes because it is a first world problem you know we aren't complaining that oh my gosh like I'm so bored and it's like a constant thing it's for most of us it's very periodic we aren't bored constantly and sometimes due to maybe one of these reasons we are more than we should be but it is something that we are in control of as far as just using our free time as a way to escape boredom or using our power to just do more with our time that we have. Am I? If you'd like to. Another truly engaging article that I also read is on BreakingMuscle.com titled Six Ways to Enhance Your Brain Health by Danette Rivera. She is in Santa Monica, California and is a nutrition CrossFit coach. She basically goes over the misconceptions when it comes to brain aging and memory loss. And these are just a few different ways and tips on how to basically improve your brain function and keep your brain sharp. She goes over number one, exercise your brain. Brain games and certain puzzles and brain teasers help create new associations between different parts of the brain, which helps keep it sharp. Number two, vary activities. Most of us here are already physically active, which is extremely important for brain health, but consider challenging your body and brain in a variety of ways from time to time. Mix up exercise routines. Do something you haven't done in a while, whether it's hiking or tossing a ball around. This variety is a health 
is healthy for your brain as it is for your body. Number three is eat brain food. We all know that a good, clean diet will improve all areas of our health, but there are many studies and an increasing amount of evidence that certain foods slow mental decline. Topping the list of brain-boosting foods in any food high in omega-3 fatty acids, which is DHA and EPA, which have been linked to a lower risk of dementia and improved focus and memory. And you were just taking your fish oil to keep your joints from hurting, is what they said. Because that's what's really interesting is when we either have those omega-3 fatty acids in our food, we have it in capsule form, it's really, really important to also just have the full idea of what you are taking into your body. You're not only helping your brain, you're helping your joints. And that's really important to kind of multitask. Why not do that? Number four is try new things outside the gym. Take up a language, an instrument, memorize poetry. Asking your brain to do some new tricks keeps it active and able to learn. Number five, which is my favorite, is volunteer. Research shows that it this can lower your stress levels and increase mental functioning. Volunteering to a person's well-being and overall health not only does it feel good, but it also promotes brain health by raising self-esteem. Number six is socialize. We are social animals, and according to a recent study published in the Journal of Health and Social Behavior, we need a variety of brain stimulation, including social activity to keep our minds sharp. This is especially true later in life when aging takes its toll on memory and other complex neurological processes. In the study, older adults who were less socially active than those who were socially active had both cognitive and physical limitations. All in all, these articles are just examples on ways that we are able to use, again, just use our power for doing the most for ourselves and even just in general, our environment environment around us. I feel like when we are bored or doing something that, you know, is kind of sort of a waste of time. It's very easy to think there's really nothing else to do, but when you do have that free time, at least 5% of it, 10% of it, slowly, gradually raising it up, you utilizing that time to better do better actions that just have better results for you, why not do it? So even if it is just a quick puzzle real quick that you do, uh, digitally we are able to do quick puzzles and things that are just challenging our brain, stimulating our brain. That way, when we do have any downtime, any free time, we are able to get full use out of it. And when you have those moments where you are questioning, what can I do? What can I do? Even just reorganizing your room and possibly even thinking about, hey, you know, I'm bored right now, but you forget you can also be cleaning. You know, there's different things that we can do while we have that free time. And it's very important to balance it out with relaxing, with doing what is on our priority list, and maybe even doing something that is outside the box that can help you feel more alive, more you, and boost that self-esteem, confidence, and also that motivation for yourself.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Passion Reflex. I am your host, Demi D. If you would like to send in any suggestions, comments, or topics that you would like me to discuss, please feel free to do so on my Instagram. My username is dee.demi. Thank you for listening.